have one here. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Second. <laughs> We're rolling. I just needed to. Uh, I need to change the soundboard so that when I hit this button, the right thing would happen. That's right. It wouldn't be four story walk up if we didn't have a little behind the scenes stuff because we didn't bother to get that prepared. Before. We were we were just deep into a discussion about uh, how the vaccine causes AIDS. I wasn't part of it. No, that was about disavow. Disavow. I'm not saying that at all. We have never. <laughs> no, we were we were addressing the idea of it, not endorsing it. No, no I'm not. You I'm know not, what causes I AIDS, John? I actually forgot to speak English. Unprotected I don't understand. Sin, unprotected sex. Wear a condom. I don't think. Do you think more AIDS were caused by unprotected sex or sharing needles? I think needles was probably a bigger. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think I have no. What's the predominant way to spread AIDS? Water fountains. Uh, podcasts, <laughs> I think. Sitting on a toilet seat, I remember being afraid of that when I was a kid. That was the thing that was going around. Uh, I think you're right, though. I think it might be needle drugs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It he, was it was a gay thing, and they weren't all necessarily. <laughs> it was not. Well, it it, it wasn't it's, a gay. It, Jesus it, Christ, John. It unfor it unfor <laughs> right the it unfortunately <laughs> and tragically. <laughs> it tragically swept through the gay community. And incidentally, that, that, that was probably uh, raw dogging. I don't think they were all on heroin. I think it's more likely so, that they were raw dogging so than that they were addicts. That, uh, in the gay community, they, they're the ones that beat out needle drugs with just raw dogging. Like that, that's on a chart somewhere. They're like at 80%. There's, there's the raw dogging bar, and there's the needle drug bar, <laughs> and then there's a the little tiny toilet seat bar. Do you guys remember that when you were a kid? That was the. I think I remember I, seeing like posters, like "Be careful." I don't remember seeing a poster of raw dog. I think there was a poster up at the boys and girls club saying that you can get AIDS. In off the Middle East, we seat. were more afraid of being gassed by Saddam than uh, butt fucked. So you guys time. must have been raw dogging all the time. We were raw dogging all the time. It was only yeah. raw dogging. What are you talking about? The first time I wear, wore a condom was in when I was 25, yeah, 21, you, you 20, raw dog when like I was thirty-four. The world could end tomorrow because it might. What? You you raw dog like the world could end tomorrow because it might. Mm. I don't think I, I don't think I could it. go back to not raw dogging because I've been not raw know, with my with my lovely with my lovely lady <laughs> May. She doesn't make me wrap it up. It's been years, so like I don't, I don't know if we can go back after like it was a few years in before I was able to raw dog uh, officially. So Very you're blasting long. inside. Oh yeah, nice. Too. Um, but uh, yeah, it was at least a couple of years, and we've been together for it's been over fifteen. So, I've been raw dogging for the past decade, at least more than that. To to go back, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it. I'm getting old. Have a hard enough time keeping it up. Yeah, as long in as general, if I'm gonna wrap it up on on something like just, just no, no. Well, you got it up, and then the time's ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, it's He's like that movie. Watch. <laughs> it's like that Johnny Depp movie, you know, which which was um, where he's trying to be. He has to dismantle. Do you remember that old Johnny Depp movie? Where the the one that was in real time. Yeah, what was it? Nick called? of Time. Nick of Time. What the I hell? think I think we mentioned that on the podcast before. A very young Johnny Depp. Yeah, he has to. It's in a mall or it something. Was, it is from like ninety eight. You know what? We've got we've got a computer. You guys keep talking. I'll hell pull yeah. up the trailer. Nine, 1998 Johnny Depp. Yeah, very, very, very handsome Johnny Depp. 
<clears throat> back in when he was, you know, uh, before he when turned he was into cool. like a forty-year-old Sharon. I people hate go, hating on like hating on him right now. Oh, but, I'm not hating uh, on him as a person. I'm hating on the way that he looks and presents himself. Right now, yeah, this was before he turned into sort of this goth rocker, uh, troubadour weirdo. But if anyone, everyone forgets that if anyone could pull it off, it was Johnny Depp. There's no one else who can do oh, no, that. He did for a long time. It just, it just isn't still working. It's time for a new Depp. Yeah, I think age is a bu- brutal thing to to anyone. You know, to any actor. Actors somehow. There we go. Hell yeah! Look at that. Don't run out Stay close to daddy. I think I gotta catch the train. An ordinary man. Can I see some identification, sir? Excuse me? Look at how hot he is. Christopher Walken? Chosen by chance. Come with us, sir. I'd like to know what's going on first. Look at him. Yeah, no, that's the answer. Ma'am, I'll take my daughter. Driven by fear. This was at the height of his popularity. Uh-huh. I would think the height would have been after uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And he will kill a woman whose pictures in there. I will do no such thing. Yes, he will, Mr. Watson. He's not 12, 16. This, this might be at the height of his popularity. I call my partner. It's the woman in the picture. Or your daughter. Oh my God. Hillary Clinton. Please spend that much time. I need your help. I'm not a bartender. I don't want to hear it. Is a little girl with her in a van? She's my daughter. What are you dragging me into? I don't know who to trust. Everybody's involved in this thing. Would you fairly do I've been watching. You go do it. You're going to be a hero, Daddy. What are you going to do? Her security people may be Cut involved. Together all the action scenes. I'm gonna do whatever I have to. Marianne. I don't think we should go through with this. It's too late for that. I just missed someone being like George. Johnny Depp. Jesus. The spread. Murado. Christopher Walken. You're like a worm on a hook, wiggling around, thinking you might get off. I am honored to present Governor Eleanor Grant. Wow, we can't. This is this is a curse and a blessing to have your computer work so well. <laughs> we should just do that. Yeah, can, can no one's just... paying for this shit anyway, so we might as well just watch shit. Real terror. Watch videos. And... Yeah, can the rest of the podcast just be us watching Nick of Time? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do a live watch we, along. We'll have to go neat of time. <laughs> yeah. And we just say nothing at all through the whole thing. Yeah, Brian wanted to say Brian wanted to say the name of the movie, but he kept saying the wrong word. Yeah. So the uh, <laughs> oh, I, I see what you did there. The the the, the gimmick the gimmick of the movie is that it takes what uh, autoplay, Jonathan. <laughs> you got the autoplay. There, there, there. No, no, it's on the it's on the tab. There. Yeah. No, what? no, no. It's fine. It's done. The autoplay. If you turn oh. the autoplay off, it's right at the this bottom. This is something he can what? do later. Where? <laughs> Can I show you? Oh, we got a... This is unnecessary. Oh, okay. All right. I see it. It's become a tech support podcast. No, it's uh, just a podcast. So what are you tech support? Because you helped him with a computer problem. Yeah. I, ju- I, I just... Uh, Madam, can you just, go to your windows? He just took remote access of my mouse. Um, the conceit is that, like, is I don't know if... I don't know if the movie begins in real time or if it's just when Christopher Walken is like, you've got until this time to kill that lady or we're going to murder your daughter. And then like the rest of the movie takes place in like those 
93 minutes or whatever it is. So he's running about the mall when really, like, it, it's just straight line, walk to the event, shooter. Well, I, I assume there's more to it than that. that. Some there's probably some that bumps along the way. He seemed, it looked like from the trailers, I haven't seen it since 1995. It looks like he was up in, like, like a sniper's booth like where yeah. you like oh but he's got, but he had like a revolver pistol did you yeah, think of a different movie you're thinking of in the line of fire no with we, Clint we just we saw him in that trailer open the thing and it looked like he was loading like a oh right like a revolver. there was a hundred movies around that time that that's what the sniper would do just cut out a perfect circle in a window mm. and then point like a handgun with a silencer <laughs> on it through like that was a that was uh i don't remember that man one. from 1990 to like 1998 yeah, Clint Eastwood is, he's uh, trying to, he has to stop the uh, assassination of who's, is it, is it Kennedy? No. No, it was, uh, it was some, yeah, in the line of fire. He No, he saved Kennedy, or he saved one of the Kennedys, like, as his backstory? Right, no, no, yeah, 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 now I remember. Yes, he saved, he's the guy who saved, no, 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 he didn't save him. Right, I remember he's the bu- he's oh, the yeah, FBI, yeah. so he does it. He didn't save him, and then he has to. He, and he this is about to happen again. Shit out of him, or something. that's right. Yeah. Anyway, man, that that Clint Eastwood has been like old and getting pussy for like thirty years in movies. I don't know about that because, like, in the Line of Fire, he's got that like that more other than agent thirty that he years, works with. probably since the seventies. Well, well, We're yeah, old, but I mean, like, old years. man pussy. What do you mean? Like uh, in the line of fire, some of that sweet old man pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Give me a what kind of sentence is that? That's no, when like, they're when their balls and dicks sag so much that it just melts <laughs> into a vagina. Old man, pussy. hell of a thing to fuck a man's balls. Uh, no, um, uh, when I was thinking mm-hmm. of in the line of fire, there's that whole thing where the the girl that he works with, who's right. Like oh yeah, because it's uh, Rene Russo. Yeah, Rene Russo wants to fuck Clint Eastwood. Yeah, she was Rene Russo was the Julia Fox of the time, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, actually, she really was. But uh, like you think to when we went to see the Mule, when there was like a ten minute scene dedicated to him (laughs) just having a giant set, like the just having a Latin woman with giant fat titties. Yeah, just sit on him while he goes. Give me the woman with. Give me, give me the. It didn't advance the story one bit. Biggest breast you can find. Just don't want. Be funny if that was like a rewrite that he just did on set that day. She got in his lap and he's like, "Oh, oh, wait, hold on," and he just crosses it out on the script in front of her and hands her the page. Make her have the biggest breasts possible. I want to have a threesome. Are you sure, Mr. Eat Food? I don't think that's this would work. And I want to have. What do you think auditions were like for that role? Go ahead, (laughs) go ahead, honey. Go ahead. You can take it. Clint Eastwood sitting like in in a chair from a school. Mister, is this okay? Is this okay? He was he was on a chair with wheels, and he would just they just lined up, and he would just motorboat one. Yeah, (laughs) and there's like three people in the background being like. Yeah, okay. No, we'll uh, we'll call you next week. I don't like her. Her tits weren't big enough. He's like going Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Eastwood, you're 85 years old. I know. I just want a big-breasted brown woman. I scratch my cornea on her nipple. I don't want to scratch I my eyes I, uh, on her big fat tits. Sir, I don't think of... this is the way that we should be. This is a professional film set. I remember I annoyed the shit out of you when we went to see that in the theater. Well, because you started laughing when... It was shocking. 
Yeah. It came so out of nowhere. During this movie, it's kind of silly, but at this one point, Clint Eastwood stops in the middle of the road to help this couple who are bro- whose car's broken down and he helps them change their tire. Mm-hmm. and they said thank you thank you so much he's like i love a good negro couple <laughs> and then brian started laughing out and i was like oh god and for some reason i turned around and the and i made for just out of a complete accident made complete eye contact with the only black other black person in this did you guys in this theater bump? And I, I just had to, I was like, st- I, I think I yelled, you you Brian. And I you said, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you trying to cancel Brian? Dude? I don't know. I'm not trying to cancel. I'm getting, preventing him from getting canceled. You're trying to I, censor him. I, I was laughing. Yeah, I am trying to censor him. Yeah, I'm pro-censorship. I was laughing because I didn't expect that to happen. That particular thing was the last thing I thought would happen. It is very funny. <laughs> and the family's it. like uh, I love a uh, nice don't, negro please don't couple. use that word and he's yeah, like sorry sorry he's not no I don't think they they, they just sort of stare at him the, is what okay I guess he fixed our car but and he just like saunters back to his truck yeah I had a landlord once who was showing me around the apartment when uh, <laughs> I had my one year old with me and we were looking at this apartment and she's a uh, he asks Nicole, she says, uh, "Oh, where are you from?" She says, "Oh, yeah, I grew up in I grew up in Rasse and whatever." And they're talking, and then he sort of turns around, looks behind her, and I'm standing with Sarah, and uh, she says, "Oh, uh, where are you from?" I said, oh. "Well, I grew up in the Middle East." She's like, "Oh, really? I love shawarma and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's her opening. My oh, uh, shawarma, you must love eating that. My grandparents there, they were um." They're like uh, from Lebanon or something there. I said, okay, it's different. Dubai is different. It's, a, it's close, what, I guess. What would be the, um, like, if if you're in India and somebody was like, oh, I'm from Canada, what's the Indian racist against Canada response? Like, what's the equivalent of, like, oh, shawarma? Like, what... Is I love Tim Hortons, bro. I love Tim Hortons. They know about Tim Hortons in India? There's a Tim Hortons. Well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> we do this every time. Um, so Dubai is separate. I asked from specifically Dubai. about India. I wasn't I'm asking about Dubai. In the Middle East, I was I making wanted to a reference <laughs> specifically about the Middle East. In Dubai, they know about Tim Hortons. If they were, if you were to go to India, I haven't been to India since I was 19, so I don't know. Uh, I imagine they would say, bro, I love Russell Peters. They know Russell Peters okay. they, because he sells out and he's, they know he's Canadian. So um, I love Toronto, bro. That's they would Maybe Anna Green Gables? No. No? I'd be saying, I don't know. I actually don't know. I can't speak on behalf of. I mean, I, I know they're different places, but she's big in Japan. Yeah, when last when we uh, last went to PEI, like at least half of the people at the end of Green Gables thing were Japanese tourists, and they they still use like cameras. Yeah, the big flash bulb. They had Hawaiian shirts and Tilly hats. <laughs> <laughs> or no, they had the PEI like with the plastic brim. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And cows, they got the cows shirts, cows ice cream t-shirts. 
Yeah. Man, I, I bought an embarrassing amount of those the last time I went to BEI. Which was, like, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever owned a cow's uh, piece of cloth. I mean, that would be just, it would be stereotypical for you to wear a cow t-shirt. To be I, honest with you, I feel it when like hot chicks wear like, I'm a cow. <laughs> but for you to wear it, that like, would be just like. <laughs> and I got like, and the one that I had, it's like. That would be like you walking like around a, with fake udders. It was a cow. Underneath you. Like, it was a, the, the copy of a, like a. Call of Duty thing, but it was a cow. Cows of Duty. Yeah, it was Cow of Duty black spots. And he had like two machine guns. Yeah. But it was a cow with like a. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, now I don't know whether that's fat phobic or racist. Like, which one do you think that would be? It's a little bit of both. I'm more. I was picturing like Brian had this as a child, but if it's in the era of Call of Duty, Uh that was. Oh, no, no, I was an adult. Okay, yeah, that, that adds I a bought it on my honeymoon. <laughs> you went on a honeymoon to PEI? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What else did you do on the honeymoon? Well, uh, Had sex, probably. Yeah, a little he bit dumped of that. You two got loads, at, at least one load. Red in sand all up in your butt crack on we, the beach? 100%. We got, in, we got in a fight on the way to try and find this cheese factory. What happened? I, I don't know. We were arguing about some mundane thing, and she was trying to give me directions. And sight unseen, your fault. I'm saying. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to the? Uh, when I was a kid, well, we went to Rainbow Valley a lot. That was probably gone, but of course, Rainbow here. Valley. This fucking guy. Um, you know what I mean. Always, oh, I always a trip to the uh, the wax museum and the Ripley's. Believe it or not. Oh, we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow Valley was closed at the time because we went in September, but. Like late September, I remember there was like a like a scary like horror hallway that was like like curtained off, and like I I, I, I went it was like eighteen plus, and I was like, Uh-oh, no. can I go in? Can I go in? And I went in, and there's like this like flayed guy like hanging by hooks, like all like you know. Like, yeah. Where are the breasts? Excuse me, Miss. Can I see? Bre- <laughs> it said eighteen plus. Could I? Uh- when I uh, was, last time I went with May a couple of years ago it was there, they had it looked like they just had a got a bunch of stuff from some uh, some very like obscure like they had like a whole seg- section of like uh, costumes and stuff from Johnny English too Mr. Bean movie yeah uh, they had a, a baseball signed by Pamela Anderson hell yeah. Uh, I mean, no, of course, noted, not, uh, not baseball one. legend not, Pamela Anderson. She knows how to knock around a couple of balls. But hey, uh, folks, <laughs> guys, today's episode is here, sponsored please. by Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that. I kind of no, want I'm not. to. But uh, the best wax museum. I got to go to Madame Tussauds in London. Oh, excuse me. And uh, you went to London? Yeah, when, in England. When I was a kid. Merry old England. Mer- oh. yeah. Pip, pip. Jolly old England. I went to England once. I went to... Did you see the, the Schwarzenegger statue? D- yeah. d- did you take a picture with the Schwarzenegger statue? My mom did doing the mom thing where she was flexing. Oh, what? You? Oh, man, I have a picture. Of, oh, Did you have a, still a picture of yourself as a boy in front of the Schwarzenegger? Maybe I, I'll I bring it I in. I think I do somewhere. I, the, there, there were two things of note that... Because like, I, I he's just like, standing uh, there like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We it, went to England. We were kind of world traveled. Sorry, it's just this, I've never been. I'm did you notice that Mr. T was in the gift shop? I don't remember posters. that at all. So I took a picture of Mr. T, and they had a. Uh, uh, they I had remember a, looking at Princess Diana's nipples in the. <laughs> I was a little boy. 
They had a uh, they had a Hitler, but they had a. I like to imagine the wax sculptor, like just getting in there and like fine tuning the nipples. And someone's like a little red paintbrush is just like Mm. just a slightly different shade, just to put little in the little dot in the middle. That's the way I remember. Sorry, what were you saying? I cut you off. Oh no! I was saying it was uh, Mr. T, and uh, they had Hitler under a pane of glass. Oh really? Yeah, which was kind of wild. Under a pane of glass. What yeah, do you mean? They like every other of the sculptures, like they were out in the open, mm. uh, where they had the Hitler one. They oh, had it was a, like in an enclosure. Yeah, like in a box own. with a pane of glass in front of it, right? And so that people not wouldn't to touch the glass, so that people wouldn't deface it or something like that. Because people don't like Hitler, by the way, guys, which is really strange. I don't so know why. He he was uh, he was a, a real problem with kind of guy. I'm gonna say this about Hitler: not cool. That's an old. I think I'm stealing Louis' joke. <laughs> too many Jews. <laughs> Way too many Jews. <laughs> you, he kind of overdid it with that. Um, yeah. Uh, did you see the London Bridge? I did. What else did you see? Uh, what did I was see? Was it falling down? Was it falling down? My dear lady, it was not. Did you go to the did you, Hyde did Park? You, did you run into a young uh, British lad with a speech impediment and tell him how great it is living in St. John, New Brunswick? Hello, mister. <laughs> Hello, where are you from? Uh, gee whiz, someday I'm going to get on a boat and I'm going to go there. Where are you from? Are you li- do you live next to the Zellers? I hope they have homemade wine. I will. How do you get around in St. John, do you? <laughs> do you Hello, Mr. Godson. Do you drive a chase? What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> Damn. That's where the, the colonies used to be. <laughs> Chasing around like a... one of those hoops with the stick. I don't even know what that is. I'm what? making him sound like, a, like an 18th century Cockney woman, like... Her clothes are covered in soot from like standing in front of a chimney. Are you in what? Say you're in uptown. I don't know. What's with the homemade wine, Governor? Yeah, that's cool. For all of you who know, who know, you you get it. It's pretty subtle stuff that we're working on. Here. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's uh, it's Michael Caine. What else did I do in in England? Mm. Yeah, I went to the Hyde Park. Went to Hyde Park. A lot of lot of train stations. Yeah, trains everywhere, and there's a lot of like Italians. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Trains. That's right. Uh, a lot of gypsies. It it was crazy to see like how open. I don't know what it's like now after Brexit, but like how open that was. Where like everyone on the train, nobody was from there. No, everyone was just from somewhere else, and they're just. Or they, I mean, they were from there. They were just uh, different partners. What do you mean they were not from there? I mean, like Italians. Like uh-huh. Is that what you meant? From other countries. Oh, okay. All right. Is that what you think he meant, John? Um, I think he was imagining setting them each on fire and cackling with <laughs> racist glee. Um, I told you those things in common. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not like super up on Brexit, but I don't think that has any effect on like traveling like, between oh, countries. Well, no. uh, between like Britain and the rest of Europe, it should, wouldn't it? No, it, that's just a financial thing. I think mostly, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think it just means that they the didn't want to. They're I don't know slightly more independent uh, economically from uh, from the rest of the. Uh, I haven't been to. I I don't know anything about. I haven't been there since uh, since I was a I was a wee lad. 
I was a wee lad. That's how they say it in, in I, England. I went uh, the summer before 9-11. Oh, damn. Like, that's what happened. Yeah, like literally came back at uh, the end of that August. 2000. Damn. How old were you? 20. Uh, you, you know, you would have been in your teens. Something. Yeah, I was in high school. 15, 16. You just went to England and then came back? Yeah. How long? Yeah. Uh, we went there for a week. Uh, stayed a good chunk of time in Scotland uh, at my aunt's place in Arbroath. But then we just sort of like traveled up by train, just going as far north. Actually, um, my dad's a big fan of Coronation Street. And I remember the worst. I fucking hate Manchester. It was Why? the worst day of the trip. We spent three fucking hours walking up and down the street because dad wanted a studio tour of the Coronation Street studios. And uh, he he heard that was the street that you did. No entrance, no signage anywhere. After three hours of marching up and down, he thinks to stop at a shop and ask somebody, and he's like, fuck off. They closed that years ago. <laughs> they don't do tours anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Michael Caine was the, the shopkeeper. Isn't it? <laughs> Damn, so <laughs> What a coincidence. Yeah. No, and, and like, I, I don't give a shit about soccer. Oh, uh, that was another thing I noticed, too, that I thought was funny. They like soccer? Turns out most of them, actually, they don't give a shit about soccer either, but cricket. They're all gay. Oh. We went into a pizza place uh, to... Oh, so you saw the Lords. Did you go to Lords? Uh, they were uh, having a test match, were they? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not sure, like, exactly what was going on, but, like, we went into a pizza place, and it was on the TV, and the guy standing out front was watching it, and Dad's like, uh, hello, and he shushed him. And he wouldn't speak to us until the commercials came on. Damn. Also, they don't have root beer because we tried to order something at McDonald's and they told us it wasn't licensed. Get out of here. Get out. You must drink this iron brew instead. <laughs> that tastes like medicine. It doesn't is. <laughs> We've made some mead in the back. <laughs> we have a point of mead. It's it, what you want. Have a sheep's liver juice. Yeah, there, it's the Shire. <laughs> Wait, so you you tried to order a root beer at McDonald's and they said that they weren't licensed? Yeah, they don't know what root beer is. Okay, they they thought that you were just some dumb tourist looking for like beer yeah. at McDonald's. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's the weirdest. And Dad, being a, a father. Was joking about. Do they like, have sarsaparilla? I'm not even sure what the difference is. Is it the same? I don't thing even as know what the hell sarsaparilla actually is, other than people ordered it in Western times. I don't know. That, that, <laughs> I think it's in the same ballpark what? as root beer, but it's not exactly the same. Give me a sarsaparilla. Is that I'm what sarsaparilla sure. is? A root beer? I, I think it's like a licorice-y type drink, maybe. I don't know. I think there might be sarsaparilla in root beer. He has no idea what the hell he's talking about. Give me, give me a woman. <laughs> give me a woman. A horse. A one, a five one. pints of sarsaparilla. <laughs> Jamie, look it up. I don't even know how to. How do you even spell sarsaparilla? S A S P A. Sound it out, John. You're a teacher. <laughs> He's not a teacher. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Sarsaparilla. All right, hang on. Let me. It's not up on the screen. But yeah, I've, I I had no idea before now what sarsaparilla actually was. Just a Western drink. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Ne- I didn't even think that was it's a, a tropical plant from the genus Smilax. 
Climbing woody vine. So wait, hold on. Yeah, I reckon I need me a tropical. Plant. What is sarsaparilla versus root beer? This is the question. There we go. So both beverages are named after their distinct differences in ingredients when they were first made. Sarsaparilla was made from sarsaparilla shit. vine, while root beer was roots of the sassafras tree. Idiot. These days, <laughs> fucking idiot. root beer recipes do not include Dumbass. sassafras. <laughs> As the plant has been found to cause serious health issues. I'm an idiot. I told you. Well, which one is bite? Um, sarsaparilla, probably. Well, uh, I sure I like me one of them sarsaparillas known as such because it was made by the roots of the sassafras tree. Mm-hmm. Damn. So you can't work out. Do you, um, uh, do you guys, <laughs> I, uh, I watched that Super Bowl halftime show i still haven't seen it yet it's it's you know it's okay it's fine you know uh but (laughs) i uh i genuinely as i I looked at when i saw 50 cent hanging upside down (laughs) all just bloated i i And then it's only later that I, f- I figured out, oh, this is like a thing to the... First of all, it's so jarring to see him old. And the only thing it's jarring is because then I had to go into the mirror and look at myself. And I said, this is... Do I look like that? Because in my face, when I look in the mirror, I don't see you know, what I look like right oh, now. Oh, here's the thing about we 50 to, Cent. We need to film you rapping upside down. Dun, dun, 50 Cent dun, is guaranteed dun. in better shape I, than you are. First of all, every, I don't know why everyone was calling him fat. He's not fat. He's actually, he's kind of, he's just jacked. He's just really, really jacked. And his like, his neck is, you know, he's got that, the, the Rogan thing going on where it's all. Oh, the big you know. bump. Like J- Buster Rhymes is pretty jacked these days too. Yeah. He doesn't have a gut. So I don't know why. I, I mean, I just made fun I think of him. It was he was, the vest. The vest kind of made it look to me, at least, like he had a gut. He doesn't, but it does look like he's just put on a lot of weight. But he doesn't. He's 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 just very I, muscular. And I was never a fan of Fifty Cent. I was big into like I liked Eminem at least the first couple albums, and then like the next. It's like Dr. Dre discovered Eminem, and then Eminem was like, I found Fifty Cent. I think. Listen to that. And em- he just like he's never been a good rapper. No man, listen to picture this off of the that that Eminem movie soundtrack. Uh, it's a oh, Fifty uh, Cent mile. Yeah, it's called picture, 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 picture. This I think is what the is what the track is. It is fucking awesome. That that whole that whole album that Get Richard Guy try and I was listening to it again. It's not bad, but that track in particular is uh, is something else. Yeah, I I, I wasn't uh, I didn't appreciate Fifty when I was younger, but like when I got older. That's when it started it's to really not hit coming for me. up on my Spotify. Also, he picture made uh, it's some picture me something a picture. It's, it's off of the the look soundtrack. Up, look up the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah, but uh, he made uh, he made a game called uh, Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand as well. The only song on that with Fifty Cent is called Wanksta. No, what the hell? This is the Eight Mile music from and inspired by. That's weird. Love just... Love Me has Ob Trice, Fifty Cent, and Eminem. Places to go with 50 Cent. Wanksta. Yeah, those are the only... Okay, put, put, Hold put on. the places to go. Put the places to go on. Maybe it's places to go. That's the one. Sorry, it's places oh, to wait. go. Hold on. This is not connected to... 
the thing for some reason. It's got this weird. Hold on. Wait. Okay. Anyway, it's not going through the board for some reason. Hmm. Anyway, keep talking. This yeah. isn't working. It's uh it's got a there's a Yeah, there's a weird thing about uh about age where um and age and hip hop is a strange. It's like age and rock and roll. Right. You know. Uh sin doing Like the beat's good, but Fifty Cent himself what? is. This doesn't even have Eminem in it. It's just no, 50 Cent. Just 50. when the beat when when he comes in is uh, there's there's a part where he goes like picture me, picture me, and, you know it's it's uh, at some point picture me is said. That's good. It the beat's good, but he's not a good rapper. I don't get it. I love it. I think you're you're more used to like a more gravelly voice kind of like. Uh, well, even like he's I don't know, just the whole deal. Not into it. I do love the beef with uh, with Ja Rule, who is objectively terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Way worse. But, no such that. What do you mean like, objectively terrible? Uh, no, no uh, Ja Rule. Uh, Fifty sucks. Cent. I don't. I'm not into it, but I can kind of see it. Ja Rule has no redeeming value. Mm. There was a period of time no where opinion. he was like uh, featuring in every fucking hip hop. But I love that Fifty Cent hates Ja Rule and they have beef. Like I've heard Fifty Cent at least one time has bought the first two rows of a Ja Rule concert <laughs> just so that the seats would be empty. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, but what I, mean, I was like, <laughs> I was listening to that, and I was like, I'm so out of touch man with with all of culture completely because well th that, this is, that's not like current stuff all of us are man no I, there's probably there's probably a lot old. of kids that are well snoop dogg is still kind of stayed in kind of the public consciousness but there's probably a lot of kids that have no idea who dr dre and mary j blige and even 50 cent are i i guess another way to look at it uh because like if, if you think you're behind there you, you are very behind but like you're discovering stuff. This is all new to you. So that's this whole I mean, exciting. Yeah, they, they're playing songs from the nineties. I think, I don't know exactly what the track list was, but it's probably, no, I know all of, I knew all of those songs from back in the nineties, but the fact that those guys are doing the sort of clean cut. I mean, maybe other people have said this as well, but like the clean cut version of a thing that's meant for because the Super Bowl halftime show is for moms and dads and the yeah and the kids right oh you, yeah I see what you're saying because these NWA guys are, was the most dangerous band on it Earth. was kind of like watching Louis do that Netflix special like when when he got that Netflix special and he's in the suit and you know it's good for him and it's good that because I saw him I used to listen to him on O and A when he when like when he didn't when he would just come in and he would take a bunch of Vicodin and just go go off and he'd be like my fucking marriage is terrible and then you're listening to this guy and i was listening i was in university listening i was like who the fuck is this guy this guy is crazy just saying whatever the hell he wants and then you know you i just saw him gradually like in front of my eyes i saw him sort of skyrocket yeah, and then you see them at the netflix thing and you said oh well it, it just kind seems of corporate 
I don't know. Clean. I don't. It's it's yeah. sort of in between those two things. It's you know, it's kind of good for anymore. him and it's good for his career and everything. And you know, you make you you kind of want that, right? Like secretly, when you listen to a comic or anyone who you think is good, you want them to be like, "Go, go!" You know, I hope you become better. I hope you become great. But then added to that is the strange thing is the strange sort of feeling where like when, if they get what they want. Yeah, like, ah, well, jeez, come on, man. Why did you have to? Did you have to get because everything? Because the danger's gone. Because you're not seeing the fight anymore. I you're don't seeing know. them. It I mean, there's it no have fight. To be, like, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just how I feel. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's rational or Chris Rock hasn't been struggling for a long time, but I, I'd still be excited to watch a new special when well, it comes out. That's what I liked about Tambourine. Uh, like he obviously wasn't struggling, but where he had just gone through like a divorce. Yeah. You're seeing him a little bit lower. You're seeing him try and work things out with that. Yeah, I well, that's that's more of a style of comedy that I prefer. So I was okay with the jump. I can imagine people that are like hardcore, like way into like bring the pain and stuff like that, and pr- might think that the the new kind of like that kind, never kind of kind of Marini confessional kind of style to it the thing that happened to louis for instance will never i think ever like the thing that happened to louis and what happened to chapelle will never have happened to to david tell for instance like david tell will always cuz <laughs> um did you see well, yeah, david tell's instagram thing that he said that he sent on on his valentines no it's one of the f- <laughs> if you if you pull it up it's very funny I don't know. I found it funny, but it's very wholesome. It's only funny because it's so wholesome, well, the close- and the fact that it's coming from Dave Attell of all of the people on Valentine's Day uh, is—it's uh, just you know, you know, this is the guy who's never like that. Uh, the that that idea of him being a uh, you know whatever the whatever that person is the the guy you know the the fireworks and all of that. Well, That's the, never going to happen to him. The closest him. he ever came was uh, that Netflix special he did with Jeff Ross, where they did, like, uh, touching mics for five nights. Yeah, this is the one. <laughs> this is insane. Dave. Hi, do you know what day it is? It's Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's. <laughs> is that his mom? Yeah. It's a card. Dave. Oh, okay. Open it. Hi, Dave. There we go. Oh, look at this. How cute. Hope you Valentine's Day puts a big silly smile. <laughs> 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 I love you. I mean, the greatest. The fucking greatest. Hey. I mean, this is me, David Tell. <laughs> And I cannot wait to get to the LaBerge Casino in Baton Rouge. 326, March 26. Yes. I'm doing it. All right. Thanks for the plug, Dave. Damn. Like, that's never going to happen to him. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, like, he, yeah, he's, well, I don't know. He's he's probably popular enough within New York that he could afford to be a little self-indulgent if he wanted to be. But like no he's, one- he's not like a household name, though. 
Who cares? Like that's what I mean. That it, the fact that he's not a household name. Like no one has done. Only Atel has I done. Buy that. <laughs> what the fuck? He's done that transition from being this like, like, ed- like edgy sort of comic, young edgy sort of party animal, to this old grizzled veteran, almost perfectly. Like there, no one has done it as perfectly as him. Yeah. You know. I mean, I'd say Louis, but Louis sort of at the same. At some level, he he hasn't really shifted that that persona hasn't really shifted, or at least that comedic persona hasn't really shifted. No, no, much. I don't feel like even pre cancellation, Louis was kind of like hanging out and being the guy in the way that I imagined Dave Attell would. Mm, yeah, I, I remember. I, mean, I even listened to like uh, I think I don't remember what podcast it was on, like Joe List and. Uh, Big J were talking about something and like they were just talking about how funny it was that like Joe List hangs out with Louie who will like just spend like thousands of dollars on him or something and Big J's like yeah David Tell bought me a ham and cheese sandwich one time (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean we're clearly sort of projecting but anyway uh, I don't really think 50 well, Cent you, is you packed, met him, by the way. So you're the expert in the room. I'm not the expert you in the room. You got a selfie with he, Dave Attell. He hated me, so that's... I think he probably not? just hates interacting with anybody. 100%. I would hate me too. Yeah, but especially the way that it went down with you. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he, 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 he hates right, everyone. Brian. He hates you. I mean, okay. It was a it was a brief interaction. We had just a... I wonder a if he remembers. Time. I don't think he remembers. I don't think he would How remember. How great would it be if, like, you ran into him at Skankfest, like, some other year, and he's like, oh... Ah, Zizan, you- sorry again. Got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you want ah. me to sit down next to you. Uh, I uh, Let me talk to you. <laughs> Probably do that voice that he does on stage. Or Kurt Metzger, do you lock eyes? Yeah. Yeah, Kurt does that with everyone, I guess. Kurt Metzger does that. I said Kurt, like, we're friends. No, no, he he does that with everyone. I guess he screamed at Shane Gillis as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Before I know him. Well, you're in good company then. Yeah. But. um, That's the first step. Next, uh, send in your audition tape to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That actually kind of makes me sad because that's my favorite story. And I like it a little less knowing that he doesn't specifically hate you. No, I, I made it up. Um, I don't know. you need to send in a tape to Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think they have any Dubanese on there. But I don't. That's not the. Arif Hussein. <laughs> and, then, and then they can uh, resurface clips from this podcast and me and Brian can get famous and we can get all canceled together. Yeah, no, they, I'm pretty sure they'll just pull up that clip of me doing the voice. The you know when I was singing the when I was pretending to sing Chinese songs in the in the store. Well, that, that's the sketch that you pitched to them. That was a sketch that I pitched <laughs> to them. Imagine going into the Chinese food store. You're like, I, first of all, we're gonna need Bowen. Uh, second, of all- it's my it's possible. Like I, I found out how dumb comedy because I was watching that new Ali Wong special, new? and it's a lot of. She has a new one? I think yeah, so. Yeah, it just came out. I've got it on my list. Well, di- first off, before we get your take on the new one, did you like the other two? Because I really like oh, yeah. the, f- the Baby Cobra especially. No, no, I and like whatever the And whatever the second one was. She's funny. Was I like fine. her. Okay. But I just realized maybe it's because I'm getting stupider. But 
she just says, you know, it's real like feministy because she's like, men, you don't, they love, you know, and she does that thing. And it's funny to me, but I, I kind of realize, like, am I just laughing because it's just a tiny Chinese lady just making funny faces? I said, that's probably the reason. And I think that's the only reason that I find her funny is because she's a tiny Asian woman who just says a weird thing, okay? That, that's, well, that's, every every comedian, well, many comedians just use the same kind of tricks of inflection. It doesn't need to be a, a racial thing. That happens I'm to also be what it is be in, in this the, case. It's also being in, I'm also doing it. Well, yeah. <laughs> John's trying to sincerely talk to <laughs> Why do you he, hate He's Asians? like, John, just say Ching Chong, all right? Just say it. I won't. I'm already on thin ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thin flag ice. Um, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> run away, run away. Um, what else? Uh... Did you guys watch? Uh, do you do you guys care about Anthony Bourdain at all? No. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever watch his show at all? Neither. Do I. I don't care about him. I didn't ever watch the show at all. But I watched that documentary that he did. Oh, that was made about him afterwards. The um, what was it called? It was called Roadrunner. Recently. Okay. And <laughs> in it. Was it animated? Yes, it was. He was, was he, chasing Wile E. Coyote with a ham. He's like painting a, an open tunnel on the me, side me, of the yeah. <laughs> He's got a frying pan and he's got a chef hat on. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay runs into it. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's actually him. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay is Wile E. Coyote. And, yeah, he's uh, like, me, me. <laughs> He's, he's got, like, Acme rocket skates, and he's like, I need to find out about oh the culture God, of Mumbai. Man. That's the one thing that we all have in common is fucking Warner Brothers cartoons. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yeah. And uh, in it, there's this fucking there's this scene. It's like a you know classic story where this is a guy who's sort of, you catch him right at the end of, or at least coming out of, uh, like a heroin addiction he's just come out of um rehab but he's this kind of punk rock kind of guy in new york city you know he's watched the ramones and he's from boston but he's spent a lot of time in new york you know in the yeah. 70s and he so he's been around that scene a lot you know but you don't see him in it you kind of catch him at the end of it i like right? how your qualifier to be punk rock is has seen the ramones no, but he's in that scene, but he knows all of those guys like back when they were not the remote, like big, big Ramones, you know, like when they were like, you know, they were, they were just playing at the, what is it? The playing, CBGBs or whatever. playing like little house shows and stuff like that. Something like that. I don't know. That's what the, the impression that I got. Anyway, so he would at know. At the panic room. At the panic room. He would know John. Joey on a first name basis. I don't know. Maybe. But he's got that kind of vibe about him. You know, he's smoking cigarettes all the time, yeah. smoking in his house. And Man, know, that's every cook though. This. Holy shit. Cook smoke nonstop. Probably, yeah. And he's got this, like, he just swears a lot. And he just, he has this attitude to cooking. He's like, we'll just put, oh, you know, we'll just put together whatever. We don't take uh, measurements. And, you know, he's just this, this kind of. Yeah. And uh, as he goes on, you know, they, they, for some reason, they just find him and they decide, CNN decides because they like his personality to just throw him into this world of going to these strange places and eating all of these foods and making and just filming him react to it. And that's how he becomes popular. Yeah. And he's just crazy popular. 
He and he doesn't yeah, well, know why. That, that kind of thing is a relatively cheap show to make if you just find some unknown person and all you need to really pay is for the travel and a couple of cameramen. Difference with his though is like the tone of those shows are usually like uh, reality TV kind of trashy, but with his like. It, it it felt more like a hangout. I well, guess. he kind of cares about the culture, right? So it's he's more documentary kinda, style, yeah. Because he's got this thing where he does this. He goes into this. I think it's Vietnam or someplace. He loves Vietnam. So, but he goes into this place where they ask him to bite into the head of a cobra, and it's not in this sort of gross kind of what is that show that Rogan Fear Factor Fear Factor kind of way a live cobra I think so it was live it was live at one point like it's Im- it live and then they snap its head and it then he's got live. A, it loose used to be live about two seconds before he put his so the answer is no it's not one of those stillborn cobras it's not one <laughs> stillborn cobra <laughs> it's not a baby cobra it, no. it was alive at yeah. some point <laughs> yeah yeah it was conceived yeah yeah it was conceived as a so, cobra initially so plushy cobra from uh-huh. the exhibition <laughs> and, uh so yeah he does this thing where he just like bites into it and then he opens his mouth like a very you know like a real like your like you would think of it as a sex pistol like it would look like it looked like a sex pistols album oh, i'm sure cover. that's the way that they thought of it when they offered it to him Vietnamese. no 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 but he does he yeah, plays it out rock, like yes. as this kind of thing where he's like i don't give a shit ah yeah. look at that you know and you know he would say things in the show where he's like, I want to make this look like, you know, he would say scenes like Apocalypse Now and, you know, remember the scene, we'll make it look like that and Casablanca and all. So he's, it's all movie references with him and yeah. music references with him. And then he wants to put it into this cooking show. Real cool dude, right? And then suddenly in the middle of all of this, you know, he has like two divorces and things kind of go wrong with him. And uh, he, this one point where he's like, I say this is a fascinating dude who so you know he's just like he doesn't understand what the hell is like where his life has gone because he just like wants to be this guy who's just he was just a cook yeah he just wanted to be with his kids and at one point he's so popular he's so famous probably the most famous cook in the world at the time and uh there's one point where he's like all right i'm done with this Right, he comes back from some civil war in Lebanon, and he gets strapped in there while they while they're while the civil war is happening, and uh, they're trying to film this stupid cooking show. And he's like, looks at the camera, and he's like, "What the fuck are we doing here, guys? People are dying." Jesus. You know, it's like a it's like a it's a moment for him. And then he uh, <laughs> he goes to the producers of the show, and the producer, and he's like. All right, I'm gonna quit the show. I'm done. I'm done. I just want to go back to my life. I don't want to. I don't want any of this fame. I don't want any of it. And his producers are his friend. Is they're they're very good friends of his. So they like they've been around with him for about 10, 15 years at this point. They look at him and they just go, "Yeah, leave. Please leave. Get up. Go. Don't talk to us. Don't don't contact us. Don't email us. It's just like the Ben Affleck at the end of Goodwill Hunting, right? Yeah. Please go right now. We want you to go. We do, you don't need this." We don't need this. We don't want you to see. We don't want to see you like this. And he's like, "I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave." He's like, "Go, go, please, go, go right now." And he doesn't leave. He stays. Why is he? <laughs> and staying? he does five. Who knows? And he's just addicted. And maybe it's just like an addiction. But then at one point, he the the whole Me Too thing happens, and uh, he 
he becomes obsessed with me too right he becomes like crazy obsessed with this like political campaign because his the, that girl that he's seen asia argento yeah is you know she's at the center of it oh yeah she got uh outed for assaulting a minor i think or something like that yeah but so that's the so but it starts off with her her and Harvey Weinstein. Oh right? yeah, yeah. It started off with her and her and yeah, um, and she had some relationship with like some seventeen year old. That came, but out that after was after that. that. Yeah. But the first thing there's was also that, like there's scenes where her dad Dario Argento has directed her just like titties out, like just gratuitous nude scenes. Really, like being directed by her dad. <laughs> Yo, really? Yeah, that's wild. I didn't yeah. know that. Later, Argento's a pretty fucking weird he's got like three good movies and a lot of garbage yeah the good ones are really good though it sucks or, well suspiria I only watch is the only one that I'll, i've ever watched more than once it sucks that the last movie of that mother trilogy sucks though because suspiria is good inferno's good inferno i watched it once and i don't really remember much about it a mother of tears though is just ugh. he had uh he did a couple he did an episode in each season of uh of that uh masters of horror show i got the box there what did, what episodes did he do he did see he did the season two one had meatloaf in it it was called like pelts or something and there's yeah. a, there's a scene with meatloaf with like with a skinned torso um what was this for season one god rest his soul <clears throat> guys can keep talking and anyway so he does this thing where he um where he does the so you guys like this political obsession with me too so he goes around he just ends friendships with people loses his mind at dinners at friend like at friends yeah who the he thinks that he's like five years ago you did this on a movie set and he's like you out you don't ever i need solidarity right now and he just he just yeah the, he, he, he makes mind. it he makes it an obsession to just go after people who he thinks are sexual offenders or people who have like sexual whatever who've done something weird in his mind yeah right ending friendships losing his mind yelling at people and at one point in this <laughs> so this is a kind of a it's a f- interesting story it's a sad one but there's this one point where yeah man it's like man Pussy just makes you go crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> so there's this one point where Asia Argento, so they're in some place in Germany, and they're trying. So what he's trying to do is to not go into the regular places. Like he's trying to go into the places where no one else, no one talks about for like the forbidden places, like places yeah. that have plastic lawn chairs, you know, yeah. restaurants that those kind of places. And. Uh, you know, he has his friend who's the director, has been his director for about 20 years, the guy who just he relies on. And at one point, for some reason, he decides, because his girlfriend, Asia, wants to direct movies, has amb- he says to his friend of 20 years, he says, uh, do you think it's okay to let Asia direct the rest of this season? And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the way that we're going to go. And so his best friend, he just turfs his best, like he's like, his, oh be- God. his best friend's gone, right? The guy that he, that, they built the show with, he's gone. That ended that whole relationship. Or, well, I mean, it it didn't, but it that at that point, they sort of break up and he's just like, his friend is furious. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, 
right? And, and then they we show they show the result of what happens when his girlfriend's directing and so she's like so they they he finds these two guys who are uh refugees into Germany and they've built this restaurant and he's trying to talk to them. Yeah. You know, one's from Nigeria and the other one's from Syria. And this the camera is just sitting there as it usually should and he's talking to them Anthony's bringing out all of these stories from them and one of the guys is talking about how yeah my entire family was destroyed and i have no one left and i came here on a boat by myself and my family perished and it was really hard when i initially came to germany and trying to learn the language but also dealing with the pain and cut and then you just hear a cut what the and f- then she, and then he's like what and then she's like she as <laughs> he comes into the shot she says um sorry could you just keep your mouth like that but finish your sentence but we just have to adjust the lighting and could you just move the chair closer to him and say exactly what you're saying but say it just into the light and he's like oh forget it <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and he's trying to and he's trying to get the guy to say the story again he's like come on you know you, it's, we've got a lot of good stuff come on we got we've got this we got this we got you got say the say the same thing the say the thing about your uh, family dying and things like that. just say it again but just do the light and we got to just make the shot look good and he's like oh yeah i mean yeah, it was fine like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so uh women <laughs> is what I'm saying. It's women. Just pouring his heart out. <laughs> Probably the first person he's talked to about this. He's agreeing to do it on camera and then just this dumb fucking bitch gets up. And <laughs> can you can you like say that in the lie? <laughs> You're not looking at the lie. I'm getting good cover. Oh man. It's hard. I mean, I, I was like, am I a misogynist? Is this, is this misogyny? Is this what they call oh, no, misogyny? Her, her being a dumb bitch is incidental. Is it? <laughs> but any anybody doing that, like, that's just a stupid fucking move. A Damn. man wouldn't have the nerve. I mean. A man would have been a dumb bitch, too, if he would have done that. No, I mean, come on, dude. Oh, you, no, he would have just agreed to it. Oh, sure. Man's playing the shot to us. <laughs> like, if, if if it was the other director doing that, he's like, oh, yeah, no, fine. That's fine. I'll talk into the light. <laughs> but he's yeah. like, some dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was rough to watch. And then I was like, and then, and then after that, <laughs> she, like, goes off to make a movie. And, and then you talk to his director friend who's like, I, uh, He's like I was heading back to the US and then I opened the tabloid uh, or at least I opened my phone and I see a news story about Asia Argento making out with the director of her new film and immediately like this is our good friend he's like oh he he went back he went back to his friend That's a bro. Yeah. That's a good bro. Yeah. But That's then Tony's like and he and his friend he touched down He's like immediately went to his hotel room and knocked on the door and he said, "Tony man, whatever man, I I saw the news story." He's like 
And then Tony, I guess, looks at him. He's so furious. He's like, a little bit of discretion, all right? A little bit of discretion. I cannot have a pi- private life. And then he kicks him out of the room. <laughs> he's just a fucking asshole. <laughs> but that's so interesting because like, at the end of it, you watch the scene where he's like standing on this beach uh, in Boston where he grew up. And he's like, you know, I stand on this beach and I look at this waves and he's like, I don't know what I was so angry about all this time. It's this place is beautiful. Why the hell did I ever leave? <laughs> anyway. But uh, Damn. yeah, it's a great, it's a, it's a, I mean, I don't, it, you don't really get a sense of how he is as a cook or anything like that, but just well, a really strange, flawed the food, weirdo. Even, uh, even just in the context of the show, like the food was never the interesting part. No, the guy is kind of cool, you know, like he's the no no other dude is willing to just do just go into crazy places, yeah. just throw himself into these crazy situations for no reason. It's just a really to, really interesting guy finding really interesting people and connecting yeah. with them. Yeah. And then I watched that Julia Fox interview on Calm Her Daddy. <laughs> And she's mm-hmm. like, uh, and literally, and I was like, please don't be dumb. Please I was don't be dumb. Please the Safi don't Brothers be muse on Kajara. I was like, please, please. Did you, did you fall out of love? No, I mean. You're, you're just shouting at the TV. All right. Why don't you, I, just, why don't you just go and fuck the weekend? What's your style like? I, actually, it's my style's like. I was like, oh. God, don't please, 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 please don't. Don't this say is what, it. Don't, he's don't, proving his earlier don't. point. This is pussy making him unwise. Yeah. And then she opens Julia, I still love you. Still love you if you No, I'm a for I'm a I'm an old dude, man. What do you think? What do you think? I give a shit about wit Yeah, I don't care, all right, that she's hot. You're a chill, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm a chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how was your week? I don't know. <laughs> Busy. It's yeah. uh yeah, stand up's coming back. Uh, it was probably how long had it been uh, since you did stand up when we did the show on Saturday? John, fucking that was, I just before you got it, fin- it would have been a while. But and I say about John said is amazing. Yeah, was one of the best. It was great. It was great. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, I, I yeah, I had some new stuff in there that I threw in. I've got. To- <laughs> What'd you do? Here's the planning of the set. <laughs> oh, I no, I see. did. I just wrote, I wrote down all of the pieces and then on the on the whiteboard here, and then I'm like, uh, it's, it's I good gotta, to get I insight gotta, into your process. I got to figure out what order they're gonna go in. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to do some stuff about the convoy, but I didn't want to be like preachy and just like making points and stuff. So right I found a, I found a way to make it funny. I, I tried to hold it, but I got to piss like crazy. We're wrapping up. Brian. Jesus, Brian, how much you can't hold it? I've been sitting there holding it for about a half an hour. Jesus. All right. Well, do do we want to just wrap up then? Uh, I, I got punchlines right. March 25th. All right. Just go so, to the fucking... We'll, we'll, we'll talk for a little bit. So uh, how, how long had it uh, had it been since like oh, it, was, geez, it was weird going off like we there's been longer breaks from stand up like at the beginning of the pandemic that was like six months or well no it wasn't that long it was I think the March 2020 show No Jokes Barred got canceled and then the first one we did was in June in the parking lot so a few months but I don't know I was I was jittery I had I had ideas for stuff, but it, it, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And, uh, I was like literally like shaky, nervous before you the show. Really? 
even after even well not as much leading up but when i was done it's the first time in a while where i've been like uh a little shaky and i gotta go out and uh that's understandable it's been a while to calm myself down i think you got in the groove of it when you uh i think as soon as you uh you delivered that line about uh our host being a terrible musician i think <laughs> i think they got i think you got it i think at that point they were all in yeah it was very funny man no it was uh you got yeah, it. It, was, it was a fun show and uh you, you uh you took off we early fuming. but uh had uh had a, had a nice hangout afterwards. Went for for wings with uh, with Kelly Lamrock and Mike and Kelly's fiance. I don't remember her name. And some other guy that I don't remember his name. It's fun. Where'd you go to wings at? Uh, Saint Louis Wings or something. I forget what it was called. Some mediocre chain. But right. It was fine. It's mostly. Uh, it was us, the old people, and then there was just scattered like tables of like twenty year olds. Yeah, we uh, I, that was an older crowd over there. Yeah, it was similar to that's the second time that I'd done the show since Kelly started doing it. I think there was a lot of overlap with people. I think there was more last time. I think it might last time I did it. I think it was in November, and they might have had higher capacity or something. What so. did they think of the show? Uh, what do you what do you mean? Like, did the audience was into it? Or, no, no, or no. like, oh, what are they? I don't know. It's we didn't really talk about the show. What did you guys talk about? I don't Gone remember. Boy? Just, just a, no, I didn't <laughs> get into it. None of those people wanted to hear what I had to say. About no. It. Uh, no, I don't know. Just, just random nonsense. A uh, little bit of, little bit of sports talk. I contributed a little bit because I had. Sports <laughs> talk did you contribute to? Uh, they were talking about basketball, and then uh-huh. I seamlessly segued into the Michael Jordan documentary, so I saw uh. that, so I, I knew a little bit more. Um, they were talking about uh, Futurama coming back and discussing, like, uh, I forget, somebody in the group had never seen an episode of it, so we were trying to figure out what would be, like, a good entry point for it. Um, but, no, it was just, just having a having a hang and just felt like a normal time for for a change i don't know it was nice it was weird when we got in there i was like is this audience gonna because i was like when i saw them whooping and hollering at the at the 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 convoy is like ah fuck every i was like it's not even like it's not even the pro or anti like just the just the glee with which certain like audiences get when you when someone takes the political position or the position they want them to take yeah i don't know what it is it that it, the, something just gets under my skin maybe i've got some sort of debilitating mental illness yeah when it's that, like a, yes i agree i agree so much and i'm like i dare you not to laugh at my alt-right musings uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. Last, last time, I think there was a lot of the same people in the room was very annoyingly chatty and the sound isn't great in there. So it's kind of hard to No, Anytime there's this, like, this one wasn't as bad, but last time, literally there was a table of middle-aged women that were literally like this far away from me when I was on stage, having a full blown conversation directly in front of me. Yeah. And I shut that shit down. You shut that bitch up. <laughs> How, how did you shut that shit down? I used my uh, my stock line about bringing a guitar to play your own hot licks at a concert. 
I just got really said. dirty. Like they 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 attempted yeah. to do that in my. But th- this time was different because there there was like a huge amount of space until like the first people. So they had us set up in the corner, and I think the first table was like minimum like fifteen feet away. Yeah. There was an old lady that started was talking, and uh, in during my set, and I just looked at. I just stopped talking and then she kept talking and then i just started staring at her and then as i what if i just kept staring because she kept talking and i just said into the mic what if i just stared into this woman's tits <laughs> how'd that go it didn't go well no she kept quiet she kept quiet anyway but and shut her up but everyone hated you everyone hated me i think but no, it was fine no it wasn't we were trying to keep him from the women no <laughs> we were trying to keep away. Yeah, I kind of got. I, I kind of went all over the place. I didn't. I had too many th- th- fuming from all of the clapter that came before about the. <laughs> <laughs> and so my thoughts were all over the place. So then I just went full. I was like, "Fuck you guys! I love Rogan." <laughs> That's your whole set. You're like, yeah. Joe Rogan, I don't the even... cowboy. That's my time. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want. Yeah, I felt like I needed to get the feel of the stage before i could get any jokes i had a few jokes in there but mostly it was all attitude and how, the attitude was shit <laughs> john did very well though how how did arif actually do john and from a it was fine. it wasn't a bomb it wasn't a kill it was somewhere in between it was fine it's pretty it's yeah. not it's not as bad as he thinks it was it never is no, it's probably except that time of the at uh, O'Leary's. Yeah, come on, can we please? That was worse than it? you think. It- <laughs> I think that's what ultimately led to the demise of the whole no jokes bar deluxe. Uh, oh, come on, industry. No. you think? No, please. That was definitely the beginning of the end, but incidental you to you. That was that. That was like we got bumped into the weird room at a different time. That one, man. If I had a killed in that room, could you imagine? It would have been like please. Look at my breasts. No, my pussy no, that's too, not a good please. room. None of, none of that would have happened. Yes. Nobody would have given a shit. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, you're funny. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, anyway, it was it was fun getting back on the saddle a little bit and it's things are things are picking up. Doing podcasts, uh, five and dime shows tomorrow. I don't know if you guys are on that or not. I am. Uh, no jokes. Bard's returning on uh, Saturday, the nineteenth at McGill's. You should just go- show up at the five and nine. We get a show, get a get a spot. I'm sure they give one. No, oh, I I might. And uh, I think I definitely need to do some spots before March. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you get yeah. up there and just be like, hey, it's COVID. That's yeah. oh, well, those restrictions are going away. <laughs> The Putin, huh? You didn't think he ever heard of Putin? Uh huh. Yeah, from Ukraine. You Just, you making me crazy? <laughs> there's there's still there's still some Zoom shows going on. You can you can you, know, you can sharpen, yeah, yeah. sharpen up on those. That that'll that'll what, really sharpen that pencil, won't it? Yeah. What do you got on the Zoom comedy? Maybe. No, I'm still in a Facebook group that has like <laughs> multiple weekly that. Zoom shows. One time, like they messaged me, they're like, "Hey, do you want? He, we're doing this show, and it's like because of the time zones, it would have started at like eleven p.m. on a weeknight, and there would be a bunch of and there's like two. You're supposed Sean's to, in full pajamas. You're supposed to, you're supposed to do like <laughs> you do like one set. Like they split it up so that like you're doing your set in like two. May I go pieces. first spirit? 
So it starts at like 11 and then like the second half of the show would be at like 1 a.m. or something. I'm not doing a fucking Zoom show on a on a work night. If I ever did another Zoom show, I'd just do the entire set on mute and just have everyone in the comments try and yell <laughs> your mutes on. <laughs> just do a full 10 minutes of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. i i imagine it's, oh, it must be it must be even sadder now because there's i mean aside from the the odd dip for a couple of months here and there particularly like the this one that that i'm in the facebook group they're mostly american comedians so they're like there are options now to do it live i think everywhere I don't know. Some states are maybe maybe more buttoned up than others, but you, you just go to the state next door. I don't know. One thing I did see that was kind of neat um, uh, through that uh, that whole meta thing. Uh, I I don't know what they have set up now, but I saw like a VR comedy club. Like I, I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is it is it neat? Well, I mean, like it in, neat, comparison, Brian? Uh, in comparison to Zoom shows, I don't. Uh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> he just crumbles like three seconds. <laughs> just wanted to share this cool thing I saw <laughs> on the internet. What's so fucking cool about it? Oh, it's better than Zoom. Cool, look at the Sims are doing stand-up comedy. Is that fucking cool? Oh, you, you got your VR headset on. Uh huh. You're in an empty room. Oh, you're an Oculus. <laughs> In your underwear? Whole, hey, guys, fucking women, I... Then what, a bunch what, of people who are in their own rooms by themselves are, like, laughing and clapping at you. Look at this bitch in the front row. <laughs> look at this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what avatar did you pick, sweetie? The Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we got a real Pac-Man over here. Oh, my God. Hello. Well, your fucking avatar needs to go on... Uh, av- uh, Yoga. He needs to go on an avid diet. Have a hmm. You get it. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. Whore. He was filling more holes than SpongeBob SquarePants. This guy knows what I'm talking about. He looks like SpongeBob he SquarePants. Looks like SquarePants. <laughs> Sir, I'm and disabled. He's like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's actually in a wheelchair. Yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm a I'm a I'm a dead person in a wheelchair. Someone at the back of the virtual room's like, I'm killing myself. Right I'm now. killing myself. <laughs> you just hear a gunshot go off. <laughs> and one of the avatars disappears. Well, that was the end of the show, guys. Yeah, look at the, everybody's on Zoom. SpongeBob Square screens. It's kind of SpongeBob Square screens. How about that? What do you think of that? Punchlines? How's this virtual th- comedy show? There's nothing funnier than having a clever background. I saw Zoom. a cool virtual comedy show. Brian thought so. Can't I, believe I it. Thought it was, I thought what it was a it neat was idea. Cool. How much time have you spent watching stand-up comedy in Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an option. Yeah, it was a whole Ricky Gervais set. Yeah. Oh, this is pretty funny. <laughs> it was just three hours of just watching a guy just sitting in there. Yeah, like literally. To have your avatar sitting there just get shit face. Oh, look at this. I got so much from money behind in this. him on the couch, so you're watching him sit on the couch watching Ricky Gervais on a smaller TV. And <laughs> in, in that, uh, actually, I don't even have to play for Netflix subscription. This is actually, in, in that uh, Red Dead Redemption game I was playing, there's a part where you go to the theater. 
Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like the someone's playing the piano and there's like vaudeville going on. And your view is from behind your seats, which are shit seats. You're way in the back and you're watching this like play or, you know, skit or whatever happened in front. And you're pushing buttons to go, <laughs> that's some funny. Or like, oh, get off the stage. Bring out the dancing girls. <laughs> Man, and I, I watched w- the whole thing. <laughs> you could have quit early. I, I wanted to see what happened. I was, tra- I was, what tra- Megan said, watching one of the old favorites. So I decided to PG, PG movie, The Sting. Yeah. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. In the movie, I don't know if you remember, there's a scene where he goes to pick up, Robert Redford goes to pick up his girlfriend and the girl, you know, before he, like, he loses a whole bunch of money in the casino. You ever watch The Sting? Yeah. And, um, uh, she's a stripper and she's a vaudeville dancer or whatever and the scene opens with her shaking her tits in with like nipple tassels or whatever hell yeah and then she comes out and he's like got a bunch of roses from her and then in the scene you can watch you, you see another guy go out onto the stage and he goes out and tries to tell jokes he's a comic yeah and I said oh you know they used to this is what used to happen you know strippers used to do this is what vaudeville was his stand-ups used to come after these uh these stories like oh do you have do you have strippers coming to your shows and i i forgot that i was talking to my daughter i was like oh i wish i was like what she, i said no no i mean no we don't have any you, sh- you show her the footage of the christmas party <laughs> yeah. oh, are you like cowering in fear while three or four of them were dancing around you imagine but you've cut it to this is the end by the doors <laughs> 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 this is the end you're like ah yeah all right, fellas. Footage of me getting up on the stage and dancing. Oh, yeah, where you took your shirt off? That yeah. old punchline. <laughs> that. You're like, that's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're friends. Do you remember this when you took your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> seared in my memory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap her up. Yeah. So, uh, McGill's, our, uh, Saturday, Saturday the 19th, um, Five and Dime, Wednesday the 16th. Tomorrow, uh, yeah. Punchlines, March twenty fourth and twenty fifth, I believe. You April something. something. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. It's been four story walk up. We've got some odd comments. That those are all bots. You can. Um, can you? For sp- life, indeed. Uh, yeah. Those are spam. Thank you. Four-story walk. Happy Valentine's Day.